Welcome to Meta Talks, where we bring in experts to dive deep into all things metaverse. With your hosts, Kate Hancock and Daniel Robbins. All right, everyone. I am fired up. Hey, Kate. Hey, very excited to be here. I know. Yes, we met these two amazing people in New York City, Michael and Yip. I'm going to tell you guys about their bio here in a second, but before I do, great to see you both again. Great to see you, Daniel Kate. Really, thanks. Really, really grateful to be here. Thank you so much. Of course, and I'm excited to talk today about how to harness the power of Web3 for your brand. But first, Yip and Michael. So Yip is has a passion to create, co-create immersive learning experiences with change makers in business and society. She is the co-founder of Unit Network. She's building a token economy for humans to transact and benefit from a collaborative stakeholder economy. She has developed several blockchain education programs with a focus for women participation in Web3. In 2022, she was recognized as top 100 women in Web3 for her works with dlttalents.com and unitmasters.org. She is of Vietnamese origin, daughter to boat refugees born and raised in Germany. She loves to write poetry and has recently published her book, Beautiful Brains Change Tomorrow Today, as a mindfulness manifesto and guide into entrepreneurship. And Michael is the co-founder of Unit, the leading token builder focused on powering the token economy using the Unit Network blockchain that is powered by Polkadot. He's on a mission to solve wealth inequity by providing a more cooperative economy. He's focused on social impact and positive change through education, entrepreneurship, and empowering individuals. He's also a self-taught, full-stack mobile and blockchain developer. And he's been in the crypto and blockchain industry since 2010, having built several successful businesses with multiple exits. Welcome, Michael and Yip. Yes, so so excited to have you guys both. We all met in New York at um, at a wonderful event. So I'm kind of curious, why do you guys do what you do? Most definitely. So, you know, really excited, as Daniel mentioned, this wealth, you know, there's many problems in the world, you know, um, water, you know, uh, poverty, gender equity, racial equity, you know, poverty, and it largely stems down, you know, to um, the economic reasons. And we think, you know, if we solve the wealth inequity, you know, it's, it's going to allow many of these challenging problems in the world to be solved. And why is there this wealth inequity? It's because the people who have most of the wealth in the world are the founders and the investors, and the other side are the customers and employees, mo- most of the population. And we think that this token economy, you know, what you, the unit network is powering is going to bridge that gap. So really grateful to be here. Uh, you have my co-founder and myself are excited to be discussing about, you know, how... You know, this small change in the way corporations are dividing ownership is just going to have a really paramount change on the economy. Over to you, Yip. Yep. Yeah, sure. So when you think of the most global pressing problems, wealth inequities, one of them, and then you think about how what has the world global community already decided to do as a collective to to move towards a world of like peace prosperity and balance and you think of these frameworks like esg or sustainable development goals by united nations for example that they basically 
that, that is the agreement in the world that has been ratified by the most number of countries up to today in global history. One, more than 190 countries have signed that to say by 2030, we want to live in a world, in a balanced world in which like, according to 17 defined goals, such as like a world in which there's gender parity in contributions to economy and a society like SDG 5 right, or SDG 4, um, a world in which every human being has um, the right to access high quality information at affordable cost, like education, right, or a world in which um, we have institutions, SDG number 16, that support the well-being of human beings in this world. So all these kinds of goals have been formulated already, but what has been lacking is kind of a a solution of how can we actually move towards that world in a way that is feasible, right, implementable. And a lot of criticism has been brought up about, hey, um, we have always set up these goals with the United Nations and nothing has ever really been achieved. And how would we be um, thinking that by 2030 we have created that world? When we think about the token economy, in my view, this is actually a very in implementable way to catalyze all the global efforts and coordinate and streamline them to reach that um, United Nations agenda, for example. So wh why are we doing what we're doing? Because when you think about um, the world in a very logical way, in a very rational way, then you would think that, okay, in order to make change, to drive change, you need technology, you need capital, and you need change makers. Right? And using blockchain technology and the um, token economy or cryptocurrencies as a means for coordinating flow of value, flow of information, flow of transactions, flow of communication. I mean, it just seems like the best technology we have in today's history to, to work on collaborative scale for, for the bigger pie that maybe Michael has addressed in, when he says, what, what can we do to solve wealth inequity? Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Now, um, tell us, guys, for an entrepreneur enterprise wanting to launch a token, can you tell us exactly what you need to? I know you guys do, I mean, for, for a regular person to read it, I think your brain is just gonna explode talking about tokenomics. How do you explain it to people? For everyday people, it's harder to, easier to understand unit. What do you guys do? Yep. So, you know, one, one way to, um, uh, to understand you is, you know, when the internet came out, you know, it was not very easy to publish on the internet. It wasn't very easy to create websites on the internet. You know, when the smartphone came out, very few people, you know, slept outside the Apple store, you know, for three days or they thought, why would you spend a thousand dollars on a mobile phone? You know, now we're at a stage where it's about 12,000 coins and tokens, you know, it costs, you know, lots and lots of money to uh, create a coin, to get listed on exchanges, to, you know, um, very little understanding of what makes a coin or a token successful. You know, where, where UNIT comes in is we believe that we can bake this mainstream. The idea that, you know, the four of us on a call today, we're going to have four personal coins. You know, the office space or co-working space that you work at will have its own coin. In the restaurant you go for lunch at, the dinner, the dinner restaurant, you know, the, a cafe, a bar, you know, everything will have a coin. You know, it will have a, um, a local company, an LLC, a GMBH, you know, a limited company. Um, and then it will have a token on top. You know, I have a DAO that sits on top. And what this is going to do, it's going to democratize the, the way value gets distributed, as mentioned earlier. It's going to make investments much more accessible. You know, something like crowdfunding made people go, wow, you know, it's really cool. You can launch a crowdfunding campaign. 
and then lots of people from all around the world are going to submit send funds across you know that is really just scratching the surface you know the cool thing about tokens is it does so in a much more exponential way so we're really excited because you know allows for this sort of change to happen you know we've funded you know very talented artists musicians public infrastructure projects like roads communities um schools like oh, we've over 800 tokens and thousand on our network and you know we're excited for a future with this 800,000 and 800 million thousand tokens wow i was actually looking at your site last night and i was telling dan like i've been wanting to drop a token to, to fund the event to to make a and then dan's like this is exactly what you're looking for for the last eight months dan yeah no it it, it does seem that in 2021 when there was a lot of you know, tokens became really popular, obviously, with you know NFTs, but it was really challenging. Like you mentioned, it was difficult to implement. And we've been looking for something where it's easier. We don't need to know all this, you know, smart contracts and programming and blockchain and crypto tokenomics. Like it seems very scary from a brand or a person who's not really involved in it heavily. I think it seems really scary. So tell us. How, how easy is it now for companies and brands that have no idea about how to do it, but they know that if they do it, it's going to be really helpful? Mike, or, yeah, you don't have to. And Most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, to create a token or a coin or unit is super easy. You know, you give it a name, you give it, um, you say how many of them exist, you give it like a symbol, like, you know, like a username on Instagram, it's got a symbol. Um, and then you've created it. You know, it's really that simple. It doesn't cost anything. You know, you can create many, many tokens. And you know, what really gives this token value? You know, a lot of people say, you know, you need utility. But you know, what we believe is that this utility, this product or service that's provided to society, this value, needs to generate digital assets, things like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Polkadot, BNB, and all of these digital assets goes into backing up your coin. So, like for instance, um, Kate mentioned about hosting an event. You know, three of us and lots of other people will buy some of the coin for the event. And then when the event becomes overwhelmingly successful, you know, it generates all dollars, euros, yen, you know, francs, pounds, that comes back to digital assets, which goes back into the coin, which allows all of us to, to, um, to, to benefit from the event being successful. Wow, yeah. So I was looking at that one, and unfortunately, the Philippines is not there. That's where I'm planning my event. <laughs> so is that going to be an ongoing but potentially, I mean, uh, we, we kind of looked at the 22 or 25 bigger fiat currencies and, you know, we thought, how can we support these as stable coins? But we can most definitely support um, um, DAOs in the Philippines, you know, love to work together and collaborate on that. You know, and, and Philippines is such an amazing opportunity. You know, people are very pro-technology. You know, if you look at the uh, play-to-earn space, they were so forward-thinking and um it's really leapfrog from the telecom perspective in terms of um, instead of going through broadband, it went straight to uh, mobile data. So, you know, we really see the same trend here happening with crypto and digital assets. Wow, exactly. That's the reason why we're putting together a, a festival heavily, heavily focused on the gaming, knowing 45% of NFT gaming players are based in the Philippines and the wallet adoption are like number two in the world. So it makes sense to really do something there. And that's where I'm from. I'm passionate about giving opportunity to kids. And so I've been looking exactly what you guys are offering. Dan? Yeah. So um, also, I would love to hear then, how does one benefit? Because this is something I've been, I personally don't fully understand. 
So I love, I'm glad that you both are here. And I was really excited because, you know, I'm, I'm definitely more of a newbie in this space. So tell us, how does one benefit? If you do get the token, does it then translate into something that you can use in your local currency that you mentioned? And how does that work? Most definitely. So, you know, it doesn't, um, you know, a lot of NFT projects, a lot of coins, they say, hey, you know, the, the reason why you buy the coin is because, you know, you can exchange it for our really nice sandwiches or you can come to our really nice events or community. That is the utility, right? And they say, you know, there's no utility. The coin's not worth anything, right? Basically, what we're saying is that, you know, the utility should generate, you know, revenue or it should generate earnings. It should generate digital assets. And that is what's backing the value of the token. Because, you know, let's let's try a simple example. Imagine there was a, a coffee shop in the Philippines and it made the best sandwiches and the best food. You know, people might go, cool, I'm going to buy the coin because the sandwiches are really good because the food is really good. But the issue is if it's losing money, if it's, you know, run really badly operationally, you know, eventually it's going to run out of business and those coins are going to be worthless, right? So effectively what we're saying is that when you buy coins of this coffee shop or of this restaurant or of this cafe, you know, it's selling lots of sandwiches, selling lots of food because you have a, have a, a stake in it, you've got some coins in it, you're going to make sure that every day it's sold out, you're going to tell your friends, you're going to have all your meals there. The sandwiches that it makes, you know, it's hopefully not going to be losing money on each sandwich. It's going to be generating, you know, some form of return. And that return goes into the token, which back to which gets distributed amongst everyone. So you can just think of a token as really an evolution of a share. It's a, a better way of distributing value. And we think that if tokens don't have this underlying fundamental um, economic generator, then it's, it's pretty similar to a scam or a Ponzi scheme. And we're just so young in this industry that people haven't realized this yet. So... You know, we, we, we believe that this treasury, this fundamental um, earnings floor is, is not just going to change the crypto script, but really change the world. Yeah, you would want to think of what is actually the state of the Internet, right? It was in the beginning, the um, Internet of information was very one sided. You would go on some library and you read up information. Then it became something like the Internet of communication, where you were able to go and read information, you were able to contribute information, you would go to a stage where now we're having a call between four people at four different places across the globe, very seamlessly, a very um, neglectable cost. What is the next step of the evolution of the internet is, oh, now we're going from internet of communication, where communication is very, very easy, to a world, and actually the internet of communication that we're seeing right now has enabled a lot of new business model innovations, such as e-commerce. Right? All of a sudden there was Amazon, for example, that made like digitized um, global bookshops. And all of a sudden access to information became something that is not a privilege only of people who pay like horrendous fees to go to business schools, for example. Now what is the next step is internet of value. And internet of value is the idea that we live in a world in which we, we can use technology, like encrypted technology, to send something that is not only um, information or communication between parties directly, but something that is of value embedded in something called a token. Right, that's like the idea. And we live in a world in which like collaborators across the globe can have like a tool to collaborate with each other very easily by setting up a token and um, generating something that is of value to their community. And that something of value to their community can then be stored in something which is called the treasury, which signals like the embedded kind of uh, the accumulated um value that has been created by by this group of people maybe in a DAO formed formed in something like a DAO that represents what the collective has agreed is something and collective has agreed meaning 
people across the globe have invested time and capital into supporting that token. And that is represented in what we call the treasury and whatever is left, like, you know, paying all the costs and so on. And what it solves is, for example, I'm a big um, supporter or advocate for social entrepreneurship, but I think entrepreneurship or capital capitalism can be used to create very um, beneficial things for individuals, for society, for earth in, in total, because it's a very beautiful way to coordinate and um, align aligned flow of, of value and making decisions, like prioritization of decisions within a global open world. But the problem with social entrepreneurship, for example, is a lot of times people don't understand the basics of what does it actually take to keep something um, ongoing and sustainable. Right? When we have, like, for example, an event that Michael mentioned or in the Philippines, is it a one-off event or what do we have to do if we want to create a living or the persons who create this event want to have this event recurring? coming over and over again, all those who come together to create this event can make a living out of it, or all those who kind of depend on, on the benefits of the events can enjoy these benefits in the future again and again. So you need to think about something as being sustainable. And this is kind of the, the place where the, you see the merging of entrepreneurship ideas, like business model innovation, capitalism, coming together with technology as a facilitator to make it work. So it's not only about having a token that floats around, but it's actually more importantly to think about how, like, what do I create in this world that will generate something that is sustainable for the community, that creates something that is of long lasting value, and that can then enable others to go in and see the value and then support too, because people have different risk preferences too, right? I might be someone um, who will only invest into something when I see that others have done it before and I can see that there's recurring revenues. And in the current implementation of blockchain and crypto um, tokens, you cannot really see that. You can screen a list of like 20,000 tokens on CoinMarketCap. And it's very difficult to see which of these projects are actually of sustainable nature what projects will actually last for the next two years? Actually, we are in a very critical space. Like, again, the crypto markets happen in cycles, right? And right now we're in a down cycle. And maybe out of these 20,000 tokens that you see on CoinMarketCap, who knows how many will survive? And you, as like somebody who's outside wanting to contribute to that economy, it's quite difficult. So when we created UNIT, we thought about what is needed for a world in which we think everyone will have a token just in the way of internet of communication today. Everyone has an email address, right? Most of us have a website. Some of us, not only one website, but maybe five websites. It doesn't mean that every website is a successful e-commerce business. Just because it's very simple to create a website doesn't mean your website attracts traffic. Right, so it's the same idea about tokens. Just because it becomes very, very simple to create a token, or in fact is already very simple when you go in unit, for example, doesn't mean that your token by design generates value. So that step we still need to do. And then the question is, okay, in a world in which everyone, there's like 7 billion tokens floating around, how can we differ uh, differentiate the valuable tokens, like the sustainable tokens from the not so sustainable tokens. And whatever is sustainability or value adding, of course, is in the eye of the beholder. But using UNIT, you basically have a few mechanisms that incentivize for people to think about and to signal and to put together um, mechanisms that enable the transparency 
about what is sustainable in that community and what is not. And then you can come and decide, hey, do I want to put my funds that I have earned into this project or into this project? And if I own this project, and like, am I a stakeholder or shareholder of this project? What are my incentives to support that project grow? And it's kind of like an idea of thinking about how do we want, and want to collaborate together and who benefits when we collaborate versus when we kind of compete. And this is the bigger idea behind um, economy, token economy. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious. I know you get it's so early on. Do you guys have any use cases that's done this flawlessly? I'm kind of curious. Uh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I can give two examples. One of them is a solar power project based in Hungary. You know, this is an example of a project which, you know, typically would go to venture capitalists or angel investors, you know, to raise financing to pull off the project. You know, by using something like the unit network or using the unit network, they're able to fundraise for people from all over the globe in, you know, really small amounts to really big amounts. Um, seamlessly, the, the fundraising and sales cycle is so much quicker. And then, you know, people can transparently see how well uh, this project Sun Money is doing. So, you know, you've got an example of someone in, in Hungary who doesn't speak English so well, be able to fundraise and pull off a project successfully. And the value is just concentrated by this individual or three people who started it, but all of you know the, the, the many, many people who contribute to be a part of it. Another example is you know a token economy for public infrastructure. You know, um, in Indonesia there was a road which needed to be fixed. People basically chipped in to finance the road. Um, when the road got fixed, you know, all of the people that um, helped to finance the road receive um, some of the upside for people who didn't believe in the project. So that's you know a, an example of a a for-profit project or an example of a project for social infrastructure, which, which can really show how this can be applied towards anything. Another example, uh, one of our co-founders is in a, um, in a band, you know, with several million um, li listeners and fans. You know, at the moment, him and his three bandmates benefit from all of the upside of their success. You know, whether you're the first person to listen to his music or whether you, you're just someone who just stumbled on, onto it last week, you know, the cool thing about, you know, the Torah token, his band, is anyone who um, participates in the growth of this band is able to participate, to benefit directly. So, you know, whether you love music, you love film, you love dance, you love theater, you know, if, you, if you're able to identify talent, you, it, you, you aren't just able to enjoy that talent, but you're able to participate in the upside of, of their journey and their progress. Dan? Yeah, that's... Those are um, thank you for those case studies. They're totally different to one another, and I think that's uh, I mean that's amazing about the road. I think that's incredible how you're talking about. Uh, you know, we just went to this public goods event, which is talking about that right, public goods and things that are happening, and how how Web three and blockchain is going to impact. Like you mentioned, if you need to build a bridge or you know things that are in the public environment. I'm curious though, how are you seeing or is it ready yet? Where Let's say I have a token and then you have a token and then Yip has a different one. And Kate has one. We, we have four different ones. But what we're finding is our audiences really collaborate and they're the same people. And so, you know, we our communities and our audiences would like to basically, you know, purchase the tokens of all four of us. Is there a way that you're seeing people collaborate with one another in this in this sense? Absolutely. I guess that's where fun tokens come in or agency tokens. You know, effectively, people can build up collections of tokens. So let's say, you know, I really trusted Yip on curating tokens in a specific industry or sphere. You know, she can create a coin, create a token where all of us can buy into. 
and she's able to handpick and curate the good ones. You know, kind of the way people invest in venture capital funds or people buy into, you know, um, a private equity fund. They're able. They're sometimes not able to get the deals that a professional venture capitalist gets or an angel investor gets. So it's effectively, what we were excited for is people forming syndicates. You know, where imagine you you buy into an art community. You know that that value of the token for the art community is is capturing the value of the entire you know 100, 150, 200, you know 10,000 people. You know, we're also a big pioneer behind city tokens and industry tokens because we, we basically thought, okay, what are what are the biggest tokens going to be in the next decade? You know, it's not going to be generic protocols. You know, all, all of that is largely going to become commoditized. It's going to be things where there's lots of people and there's lots of economic activity and lots of businesses. And we thought, you know, industries, things like movies, film, art, hotels, um, real estate, you know, or cities like London, New York, Tokyo, Los Angeles, Dubai, Singapore. They, these are heavily concentrated um, places or demographics where, you know, lots of economic activity thrive. And so effectively, you know, we have a number of city and industry tokens that these city and industry tokens are able to capture the value of these um, extremely talented and, and um, value creating individuals and groups of people. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Um, I love the idea of having trustless community, but do you, do you consider how human behavior you know, work with ego and, and I need to get ahead. I'm going to cite for an example, Clubhouse audio app, social audio app, where they're trying to launch the creator's economy. And I remember this was early last year. And everyone's so excited because everyone putting their time and effort 24 hours. When they launch it and they only pick like 10 people out of, you know, 50,000, what happened is everyone left because they're pissed. How do you manage that? With having human being have 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 you know feelings and I should do this and then you only select five. So how is that going to work in in a global scale? Yeah. So what you would think about is it's actually how can you design a world in which we have freedom from trust? You know, a world in which things are first transparent for everyone to see and accessible for everyone to go and contribute. So basically, you would think, hey. Um, yes, if, if these five people don't like what Clubhouse has built, then they would just like have all the freedom in the world to build whatever Clubhouse has built, but in a refined version of whatever they um, think is better in um, for, for the community. Right? You've seen that in the, actually the Web3 space is very famous for these kinds of forks. So <laughs> projects develop very, very, very fast because everyone has the freedom to take its open source mainly. You know, so you just take whatever has been built by the others and you add what you think is going to be the next innovation to it. When you think about um, ego and emotions and so on and so forth, within, like, for example, within the unit token economy, or we have like a very strong blockchain literacy program and that teaches people about like from zero to hero in six weeks. Today, we just graduated the 11th cohort actually of the unit masters program and trained like a few thousand people already and what we have inbuilt into these kinds of thinking about economy or technology of tomorrow requires also a very strong sense of awareness a mindfulness right so in our education program we've already even inbuilt modules about emotional intelligence because we think yes let's like be very focused on creating a technology that does not require trust, you know, in the sense so that it's not 
subject to human biases. At the same time, let's also train all those who enter into this new economy and who shape the technology of tomorrow. If you want to make the bet, and I, I will make the bet, that in, in the next 10 years, 80% of the most valuable companies in the world will actually be Web3 built. Right. So if you think that this world is going to be the world that is creating most of the value for um, human economy, then it makes sense to to have those who enter and build and shape it also be trained in certain aspects of how to think about what is good and beautiful to me. Right? We're not saying there's one way to do that. It's like when you think and Michael often uses this example, Google said, you know, um, don't be evil. Actually, when you design systems, you can actually design them in a way that you can't be evil by design on the tech level. <laughs> That's like about the freedom of, from, from trust kind of requirement. And the second ingredient is obviously to train people to understand what they want to contribute their time to. And you think of, we, we talk about creator economy and so on in this NFT world, but actually token economy goes far beyond. It's like the contributor economy in which every person should be free and knowledgeable enough to contribute to something that is going to radically transform the world and benefit from their contribution. So it's not like a platform, like a centralized platform system like Uber and so on, where very few people only benefit and a lot of people contributed. But the token economy is a space in which everyone can contribute and everyone can benefit, you know, because the incentive structures and the technologies are built in a way in which this is made possible. How do you think um, a president or a country is going to embrace into this? How are you going to how are you going to convince them to to embrace this idea? We are already in touch with a lot of different governments, like in our unit masters program, for example, that place where we train all the new pioneers for the token economy. Uh, last week. We had a speaker, for example, from the government in Switzerland who built like a Lugano coin for the city of Lugano, which is like one of the large economic um, centers in, in Europe. And so like, you know, we're already in exchange for our students to learn, like our students, meaning people who learn about the blockchain economy and are going to go out and a part of them will shape what you will see in the next two to five years coming like, you know, in, into the Web3 space. And they are learning from these people who are already on governmental level, thinking about it, contributing their own views and ideas and support into that. And this we're not doing only with like um, countries like Switzerland, but we're talking in different islands, um, island nations, for example, and in, in different countries such as Germany, where I'm mainly based. So it's a, you know, it's a economy is like a concentrated um, a, I don't know, it's a complex, multi-layered stakeholder ecosystems, and every stakeholder in it has their fair way to contribute. So it cannot only be like the techies, but we need to work with all different people with all different expertise and all different um, levels of society contribution to come together and host these events. And that's why, for example, we have these world forums like World Polkadot Forum, World Impact Forum, World Unit Forum, and so on, where we invite um, conversations with hundreds of different um, people for per discipline to come together and exchange knowledge so that in the end, you know, when people build things, they consider all different expertises from the world and do it in a way that is of benefit to all, not only to a few people.
Dan? So it sounds like to me that somebody needs to buy an island so we can all go to the island and start our own economy and our own government. So I hope that happens. And if you if you have a person who has an island, let me know. But um, yeah, no, this is this is great stuff. Uh, appreciate it. I think it's it's something we've talked about before. Is this could be you know Web three in the future? It could be the largest economic impact that we've seen globally in our lifetimes, at least. So it'll be really interesting. Like you're mentioning how. And I love that you're training people and you're teaching them. You're giving them the skills no matter where they are. So if they're sitting here in Los Angeles or they're sitting there in a small island in the Philippines and they have access to the Internet. You know, they have the, the ability and opportunity to do something as if they're one in the same. Where in the past, obviously, you're sitting in Los Angeles. Typically, you're going to have more opportunity. So I want to thank you both. Though. Oh, yeah, I have, a, I, I have to say I have to praise people that's having a conversation on LinkedIn like really deep conversation on the right side. So thank you guys for, you know, opening up the conversation. We're all building this together and we're, you know, if we don't hear your input, like what's the point, right? So thank you for like this really good conversation on the side here. But my last question for both of you, what's your big hairy audacious goal? What does that world look like for unit and division? Definitely. My big ambitious goal is a world that, um, everybody's able to reach their ultimate potential, you know, their, their human potential. The idea that, you know, most people in the world now, you know, see money or finances as a barrier which limits their potential, whether it's to go traveling, to start a business, you know, to start a family, to go to school, to study. The, the money piece for majority of the population is a blocker, you know, it's a wall. And we're excited with UNIT and the token economy that, you know, the same way the internet removed information as a barrier, same way the smartphone removed remove communications barrier. You know, we're confident that the token economy and digital assets will remove money and wealth as a barrier. Yeah, awesome. And then, okay, so where can they find you? What site, um, where to go to launch their own token economy? Yep. Yeah, please go to unit.network. That's our website. Or sign up for unitmasters.org. That's our six weeks blockchain literacy program for the world. Like, you know, when we think about what is really like what is driving me to wake up every day in the morning is like we have the once in a lifetime in my view once in a lifetime opportunity to create this world in which every single individual can contribute and we actually have a responsibility in my view to do so and that means to um empower those who typically not participate in discussions about shaping technologies of tomorrow because they're scared because technology is like, you know, something, whoa, that's out of my scope or that's way beyond my, I don't know, my, my knowledge level. We actually want to encourage those to come in, in particular minorities that typically have not been engaged in, in tech, speaking about different countries, like um, emerging markets and female participation. All of us who have not yet participated, should participate at a higher growth rate than the industry growth rate so that we can balance out and on average have like equal um, contribution of everyone in that world because else it will not feel like a fun world to be in when it was shaped again only by a few. So yeah, that's what like, you know, we wake up every morning to do to make sure that this is possible and please join us in our movement towards bringing token economy to all. Yeah, it's amazing. So unit.network. And thank you. Like Kate said, I know Christopher, Pere, Myra, and uh, all the people, Michael too, and LinkedIn. I know they had a great conversation. 
added some additional questions. So thank you all for that. Michael, Healy, and Yip, thank you from unit.network. So check that out. I mean, it's really incredible. We've been wanting to have a company like this to talk to. So thank you both for your time today. And Kate also has been great. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And visit metatalks.com. That's talks with a Z.